Good morning and welcome to Today in Putnam County, hosted by Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter. The show that takes a look at the events and what's happening all around Putnam County, as well as interviews with local, community, and business leaders. And now, sharing his insights and experience, here's Today in Putnam County with County Mayor Randy Porter. Thanks, Philip Gibbons, and thanks for joining us today. Hope you're having a great weekend. Hey, this week's show, it's all about real estate and home buying. As you know, over the past few years, we've seen a major surge in our real estate market here in Putnam County. My guest this week, she's an expert in the field, Miss Amber Flynn Jared with the Jared Group and the Real Estate Collective. Good morning, Amber. Morning, Mayor Porter. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Wonderful. Did you have a good Christmas? Absolutely. New Year's? Lots of Christmas, lots of New Year's, you know, now ready to get focused on 2024. Get back on it. Yes. I, I I've known you for a while, Amber, and, and you've got a great story to tell, I, I think. And so we're going to try to do that this morning and then in our second and third segment, talk about the real estate market. But you were an Army brat, I guess, military brat or Air whatever. Force. Air yes, Force sir. brat. Yes, sir. Traveled all over the country mm-hmm. with your with your mom and dad. What brought you to Cool? Well, once um, when my mom got out of the Air Force, we ended up in West Tennessee in a really small uh, community in Gibson County. That's where I graduated high school and moved to Cookville for tech, as many people do. I got the same story as a lot of folks yep. and really did not want to come. I'll be honest with you. you didn't want and to come I did not. I was like this little bitty town. I mean, not that we lived in the big metropolis by yep. any means, but I didn't, you know, I'd never been to Cookville. I'd never experienced what Cookville had to offer, but I tell you, I hadn't been here, you know, but a few months and I began to fall in love with the people, the culture, everything that makes Cookville what yeah. she is. And honey, I tell you, I planted roots and I planted them <laughs> deep and I tell everybody, it would take Jesus himself to tell me to go somewhere else. And I'd say, you better double check with your dad because I absolutely love this place. We've made a home out of it. This is where we've raised our children, our grandchildren, and I just can't imagine being, and I've been everywhere, you know, yeah. I, I have. I've been a lot of other places. You've tasted all those other locations. <laughs> right. yeah. and, and and this is where we choose to live, so yeah. well, it says a lot. I hear that a lot, and, and I have that same story. I was born and raised in Macon County, mm-hmm. probably something mm-hmm. similar to Gibson County. Never thought I'd leave there. Came to Cooper, go to Tech, and just thought, wow, this is yeah. just such a great place, and, and I think it attracts a lot of people. So, made it to Cookville, came to Tech. Tell us a little bit about what happened then. I mean, you were a stay-at-home mom yeah, for a while, Yeah, I sure right? was. Yeah, that was, um, you know, again, kind of a little bit of an unconventional journey into real estate and, and owning a business. Nobody in my family had ever had ever been in business. Yeah. You know, it was not something that was on my radar by any means. Stayed at home with my kids, um, really made a, a nice home for our family yeah. and really enjoyed that time that I had with them. I tell a lot of my agents now that have got little ones, I don't know, honestly, I don't know how they do it. I mean, it was never something I could have imagined, yeah. the craziness of, of our industry, you know, mixed with, you know, having a small family would certainly be a challenge. So my hat's off to, to those agents that managed to balance both. But at that time, that's where, I, you know, I felt like I was I was called to be and ended up very unexpectedly, abruptly got divorced in 2011. 11. I don't know if you know this, but staying a stay-at-home mom uh, doesn't pay real well. No, the salary's <laughs> not very well. So I, I thought, well, I'm going to have to figure this out. I'd, I'd never been on a job interview, didn't have a, a, a degree, or um, never had a resume. So it was like, okay, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, right. but we'll start putting one foot in front of the other. I had actually got my real estate license in 2009, so a couple of years before that, just as a hobby, yeah. you know. I thought it looked fun, you know, <laughs> just to go out and look at a couple of houses. I sold two or three of them a year to some friends you know, close friends yeah. that might be buying, but it was certainly not something that was bringing home the bacon by any means, but a little play money here and there. 
So it was really scary to think about going into 100% commission-based business as a newly single mom. Yeah, and that had to be scary. And uh, just being the single mom was enough on its own. Sure. But there's no guaranteed paycheck. Absolutely there? not. I mean, if you don't work, you don't you Yeah, don't and you're money. unemployed every 30 days. Yeah. You know, you got about a 30-day lag time on a contract, and, and then it's uh, you got to get up and, and do it all over again. And and so I really just didn't, at that point, hadn't experienced a ton of success in, in my real estate journey. So didn't see that as really being a good foreseeable option option for me. Went back to tech and finished my degree. Yeah. Um, ended up working there in athletics department. Loved my time there and had a had a door open in 2013 to be able to work at the realty firm, the real estate company I was working at at the time, answering phones and, wow. and just being the receptionist and working as an assistant to the owner. And that opened the door for full-time real estate for me. And so I decided, well, if we're going to do it, now's the time. And um, obviously it worked out. God has blessed you for sure. For sure, for uh, sure. To, to be able to do what you've you've done and, and and started your own group, so the Jared group. So yeah, yeah. So I, that started out as a real estate team. Probably, I guess that was in 2016. I started a team in real estate, and it's kind of you know most of the the secular world doesn't understand all of the ins and outs of. That's real why estate. we're here today. <laughs> we're going to try to get them uh, more educated. Right. You got your solo agents that are kind of out there doing their thing, and then sometimes people will come along and take agents underneath them under their wing to kind of mentor and, and show them the ropes. And, you know, I did that for quite a while. And I found that that was really a passion of mine. I enjoyed the give back. Yeah. You know, real estate has changed my life oh, absolutely. And, and the trajectory of, of my entire family tree. And so I felt like it was a give back to the industry to be able to spend some time really training people and, and giving them the tools that they need to be able to succeed um, on their own real estate journey. And, and I got a ton of intrinsic value out of that. And so that sort of became the next segment, which eventually led to us opening the Real Estate Collective about 18 months ago. To think where you started at, you started at the very bottom. I mean, you're answering sure. telephones yeah. at, the, <laughs> at the real estate office to come up to to having your own group. And that's just amazing. And, and you have some amazing offices uh, yeah. that you renovated uh, over on West Broad in yes. the West Side. Yes. And, we, and we've really enjoyed being a part of, you know, a lot of real estate offices are going away from a brick and mortar yeah. presence in especially in small town USA and I feel a bit of a mission I guess to kind of do that in reverse we've really enjoyed being a part of the local community and having a presence in these small towns our banners are hanging in every school gym yeah. and you know we're supporting all of the nonprofits in our area community of development and community activism is is huge on our list in fact we're, we opened this company on two pillars that we would be agent centric you know making sure every decision that we make is in our agent's best interest and making sure we were community minded. You know, we never want to lose, you know, that sense of it. So we were recently able to, to plant a flag in Sparta right down the road yeah. um, and renovate a building there and bring some some freshness and some life to that part of the Upper Cumberland. And who knows who's next? But Well, it's a, it's a definitely a growing and changing business. We're talking with Amber Flynn Jared with the Jared Group and the Real Estate Collective today. This week's show is all about real estate and home buying, probably one of the biggest purchases most people will ever make. One question I get, let's dumb this down now for me and, the, <laughs> and some of our listeners that may not know. What is the difference between a broker and an agent? Yeah, well, that's a that's a great question. And I'll tell you, most agents don't know. Um, really, when it boils down to it on the state level, it's just another level of education. So okay. you look at it as a difference between having a bachelor's degree and a PhD. Um, and so when you sit for uh, your broker's license, you know, there's an extra amount of education that has to be done, an extra test that has to be passed, and then 120 hours of continuing education 
education in the three years following that. You know, so it's a big commitment to uh, the education process for that individual. And then that enables you to sit as a managing broker of a firm if you ever so you know desired to so do that. you get that. to sit at the top and have people under Correct. you then as, yes. as agents. That's right. Well, you've answered a question I've always wanted to know, and I think a lot <laughs> of other folks do. That's right. Hey, you're listening today in Putnam County. we got to take a break. This week's show is all about real estate. Um, I guess this week is Amber Flynn Jared. She's one of the professionals here in Putnam County that's an expert in this. We'll have more with her. Fine. Probably one of the biggest purchases most folks will ever make in a lifetime, sometimes several times in their lifetime. I've got my guest this week, Miss Amber Flynn Jared with the Jared Group and the Real Estate Collective. She's one of our experts here in Putnam County uh, when it comes to real estate. Amber, we saw real estate, I mean, take a drastic major change. When we go back, I think pre-tornado, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. we had a good market. We did. I mean, you know, homes were selling good and, you know, I, it seemed like we were growing and everything, but then all of a sudden, so after the tornado and after COVID, I mean, real estate just went crazy, didn't it? It really did. And I think it's important for us to note that we had a double whammy there with the tornado and COVID. And COVID. So, so many of our colleagues across, you know, the Southeast and, you know, especially certain pocket states were seeing this gigantic increase, you know, in folks that were now able to work remote, yeah. you know, and they could come and enjoy all of the benefits that Tennessee has to offer, you know, while being able to work from home, home yeah. you know, but not only did we have that huge rush of influx of buyers, but we also had that coupled with, you know, the devastating tornado, which eliminated hundreds a, of homes. hundreds of homes. Yeah. And so our inventory just took a huge, a huge hit. And so that's when we began to see prices going up as, as it does with supply and demand. And also, I think a bit of that was some market correction that probably needed to be done anyway. We were a little below market yeah. in our little pocket of heaven. Yeah. you know, here. And so that was kind of three, you know, big events that we had going on that completely changed our real estate landscape. Well, and, and with COVID, all of a sudden you got, Tennessee does a pretty good job. You don't, you don't get into in all the mandates and lockdowns mm-hmm. and everything that right. a lot of these other states did. So all of a sudden you got California, New York, yes. and all these states. You get these people are moving. Absolutely. They're getting away from those, but also high crime, homelessness, you, you name a high whole taxes. list, high taxes, yes. that whole thing. So the secret kind of got out. All of a sudden, and I watched the U-Haul stats. I don't yes. know if you do too. Yes. But folks, these are U-Haul keeps these stats of where you pick up your trailer or your truck if you're moving, where the you're leaving from and where the destination is. All of a sudden, Tennessee started climbing those stats. Sure we actually were number one. Number one, and, yeah. And uh, I think this year we're maybe number five or six this past year. But folks were moving here like crazy. They were selling their homes for big prices in these other Absolutely. states. They're coming here and saying, I can buy this size house for yes. four or 500000 They were amazed. They couldn't then, believe it. Yeah. And yeah. they parked in the rest. I mean, crazy. And, and so talk about this. You saw the real estate market just go absolutely crazy with selling houses in an hour or two or so? Absolutely. And and because we really, that's the part of it that I think that people forget is that the low amount of inventory that was there for the vast number of people, really and truly, we didn't have enough inventory for the folks that we have. You know, we've got a pretty small footprint of where uh, City Sewer is for our area. And so we don't have track builders. You know, D.R. Horton was the first track builder we've ever seen 
come in and now are just on their third or fourth development, I guess. You know, whereas a lot of communities our size have have been able to see builders come in and build vast majority of, you know, build 100 houses in a couple of months. We've not had that. And so, you know, you've got lower inventory and then all of a sudden you get this influx of people who have cash, you know, who have lots of cash. It's tough to compete. And that was some really, really difficult times, you know, even for us as real estate professionals, because, you know, we work buyers too, Yeah. you know, so yeah, we might have listings. That's great on the listing side. But when you've got buyers and you're writing four, five, eight, 10 offers for people and they're getting, you know, turned down and they're, you know, getting outbid and they're having people that are coming and saying, hey, we don't need inspections. We don't need appraisals. We just want it. Yeah. For the average family (laughs) in Putnam (laughs) County who are getting a mortgage and just want something simple like a home inspection. It became really difficult to compete. And so those were those are some pretty, pretty tough days. So now with getting a little bit of the balance, even though nobody loves higher interest rates, seeing that calm down, you know, again, with the rest of the country calming down and and being on the other side, you know, the COVID crisis, I'm grateful that we're seeing some some balance being brought to it because you and I both know we couldn't handle double digit, you know, increases year over year like we were doing. It's just not sustainable. Yeah. And you were seeing I've lady that works in my office they were they were selling their home and they put it on the market like on a friday and with the four hours it sold mm-hmm. they had a the other agent came in with her cell phone and walked through the yes, house sir. these folks never never actually physically saw the house yes, they were sir. looking at it on a video and and made a full cash offer mm-hmm. yeah. uh, right there terrifying isn't it, it when you think about that, it it's, it's crazy then i start hearing these stories from these young local married mm-hmm. couples you know we wanted to buy a house and we put offers in on 16 or 18 homes yes. and we get outbid every time and right. asking price and what it finally sells for they're way over fifty, yep. hundred thousand dollars sometimes That's i mean correct. that was some crazy times wasn't yeah it? it was it was really difficult and it was challenging my, my kids are in that age group you know yeah. so i walked it you know out with my own children and you know it puts it a little bit closer to home when it's you know we we consider our clients like family but yeah. you know when it's when it's your own kids walking through it, it, it really does hit you in the heart. And so you could see, especially brand new homeowners that yeah. were coming without a bunch of equity. It was a little bit easier if you had a house to sell. Yeah. You had a ton of equity in that property. You could basically just do equity transfer, move up greatly in house, but not see your payment change right. a whole lot. You know, well, for these people that were brand new to the market, you know, without a huge down payment, that's those were the people that I felt the worst yeah, for, yeah. you know, because they were the ones that, that were struggling. Affordable housing is such an issue issue. And it's so daunting. I'll be honest, I get almost overwhelmed with the thought of it. But I don't want to leave people you know, without hope, yeah. you know, and, or, or leave them discouraged. I mean, there still is a pathway to home ownership, which is by far most Americans' greatest wealth building tool. And and there's lots of opportunities with, you know, loan programs that are, there's still 100% financing options out there. There's still ways that we're getting creative with, with buy downs. The people who can make those adjustments and pivot in a difficult market, you know, are still able to get in homes. I mean, you look at 2020, which was by far, you know, the lowest market that we've had in, you know, several years, the first time we've taken a dip, you know, and since I don't even probably before I even had my license, uh, maybe 08, I don't know. Um, Probably 07, 08. Yeah. yeah, So, and we had a 10% decrease in the number of transactions, you know, that that's really it, you know? And so when you look at that, um, we are so blessed to live in an area that is so insulated from, so, you know, I know we're listening to the radio right now. 
bells. So don't don't take what I'm saying, but like close out the noise, you yeah. know, that a lot of the national news is trying to tell you of the doom and gloom. Yeah. We are in the best place that there is, you know, yeah. for this type of insulation and protection from what everybody else is seeing. I mean, there were a lot of markets that were 20 and 30 percent down yeah. for us. I mean, really. And that's just number of transactions. You know, our volume was only down nine percent yeah. and the average home price actually went up five thousand dollars. So if you did buy, you know, in 2022, you're not necessarily upside down, which right. a lot of people, if you listen, goodness gracious to the pundits, they're telling you, you know, your <laughs> world is coming down. Oh, yeah. Sky is falling. But no, I mean, there's there's still a, a beautiful path to wealth building from just an average Joe like you and me through uh, the American dream of homeownership. That is great. So the market right now, are we back to pre-COVID levels yet? Or um, we we're, we're really close. You know, like I said, um, the, the the market as a whole, by the end of 2023, these are just brand new, hot off the press statistics yeah. that we were down 10% um, in numbers of transactions, which that can change, you know, in a heartbeat yeah. in, a, in a community that sells, you know, less than 3,000 transactions. And that's across the entire Upper Cumberland area. Yeah. Okay. So that's even taken in to your Surrounding super counties. rural, rural yeah. counties that are around us. You know, so when you look at that picture as a whole, you know, our office was down less than 1%. I mean, it's negligible. Right. I mean, that can change just based on, you know, people's moods of the day, for goodness sake. So I think we are seeing and will continue to see through 2024. You know, if you're going to ask me for predictions, you know, here it is. I think I think that we will be back at, you know, a stable, stable. level, healthy, uh, you know, percentage of growth. We hope she's right. She usually is. We got more with Amber Flynn Jared. We're talking about the real estate market and home buying and everything here in Putnam County and the surrounding area. Real estate and home buying. Uh, we've had some crazy times in Putnam County and surrounding areas uh, since COVID. Lots of folks moving here and shortage of homes with all the ones that got destroyed during the tornado. And we're talking with Amber Flynn Jared this week. She's our guest. She's an expert in the area from the Jared Group and the Real Estate Collective and talking about the market and where we're at. So, Amber, when Melanie and my wife, when we got married back in 87, we bought our first home. Interest rates had been sky high up in the 15, 16, 18%. We got our first house at nine and a quarter and thought we had <laughs> set the woods on fire. Uh-huh. And then we wound up a few years later building our first house and got six and three quarters and thought, we'll never oh, yeah. see it any lower than that. Yes. All of a sudden, I mean, I'm hearing of people, I know of a lady that refinanced her house for like two and three quarters yes, or something. absolutely. Uh, that really just open the market wide open didn't it for a while well and i think that that's a big part kind of like we were talking in in our in our previous segment that i did not mention at the same time that all of the other you know things were going on those record low interest rates made it so much more affordable to buy and that was almost free money right it was was amazing and a lot of the the folks that we're seeing selling now are having a little bit of that quandary of they got this loan over here at three percent and they're having to get a new one at six so i guess it kind of chuckled when uh, hear some of these folks complaining that oh my interest rate's going to be six or six and a half percent i think we yeah. never saw that before <laughs> that's just kind of back to normal right and it? if you take the 50 year average it's about seven and a half wow. you know so really truly we're we're about average and now and in, in the last month or so have dipped back below average getting under seven percent again um and i think that we finally have started to see people acclimating you know that this is the new normal it's the right? reality it, it's, right. Yeah, this is much more, again, sustainable, you know, m- 
much more realistic and probably what they're going to see over the next few years. All of the experts will tell you will never be in that sub three problem, you know, maybe not even sub four for the foreseeable future, right. uh, as long as in, in, any of us are going to be here anyway. And if we do, you better, you know, refinance and buy all you can or, you know, what Load the truck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so I think people getting a little bit more comfortable with, hey, the real estate market's not going to crash. You know, things are not going to, you know, be given away. Um, we're not seeing a bunch of the REOs, um, that, that which is um, bank-owned properties. Right. And we're, we're not seeing a ton of foreclosures in our area. In fact, I pulled it a list for a lady yesterday and there was only one house in all Putnam County that was on um, in foreclosure available for purchase. Wow. Um, so we don't see that. What Right now, so many of, of the sellers that we're working with still have so much equity. So if they do find themselves in a financial bond and they need to move a property, they can do they that can. and probably walk away and put a little money in their pocket. Yeah. You know, and so we're not seeing banks having to go in and foreclose on properties. Again, very, very insulated from situations like, like that. that. But I know we've seen a huge uptick. Our January, the numbers of transactions that we have on the books is already blowing like almost double what we had last year in January. Wow. So again, I think that's a function of buyers feeling a little more secure. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was just telling you in the break, I've, I've touched seven or eight contracts in the last 24 hours. I mean, and this is January, wow. you know, so seeing that kind of activity this early in the year, you know, tells us that, you know, people who have been been sitting on the fence for 2023 are ready to kind of get back in the game. They realize, okay, housing prices are not going down. In fact, on average, you know, they've gone up in even in 2023. And so I can either continue to pay rent and pay for somebody else's mortgage, or, you know, I can go ahead and and tiptoe my foot back in the game. And hey, you know, if the interest rates go down, we can refinance and, 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 you know, learn to still be good. Keep going on. Is the inventory any better with all these? I mean, see, Horton and Chad Gilbert, a lot of these developers mm-hmm. that are they're building a lot of homes, is, is it any better than what it was? It is better. It is better. Um, and, and I think some of that, too, I mean, yes, thankfully, we're so grateful for the new construction that, that is coming into um, the market. And also just seeing um, more folks who are willing to, to put their houses on the market yeah. right now, who I think in 2023 kind of, you know, again, put, their, put the brakes on because of those reasons that we were just talking about. And so seeing an uptick in inventory is better for everybody better for buyers because you know there's less demand on there on the available properties that are there so i mean i wrote a contract today for a guy that was able to get about eight or nine thousand dollars off of the asking price even though it was a fairly new to market property where again two years ago he would have had to go at least nine thousand over you know and and so one thing to kind of think about is what what are things going to look like if the interest rates come down what is that going to do to drive prices you know in our area i mean that's that's one of the things that we're beginning to to talk about as a group and think about, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a significant decrease in rates that we are back to multiple offer situations and seeing prices continue to go up. I don't personally think that the rates are going to drop that much. I don't either. Yeah, it is an election year. So you've got, you know, I think the first half of the year, we'll see, you know, some things that are good for that come probably late summer when things really get, you know, heated and, and that presidential election heats up. Usually people get a little bit like, well, let's just let's wait just and wait see. to see what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just wait and see. What's changed 
attitude of our younger generations is not mm-hmm. the same as, as we were, I don't think. Sure. Our goal was always to buy a house and probably some land. Yeah. yeah. We wanted a few acres mm-hmm. at least. The, the younger generation, seem, that seems to have changed that they don't want that land. You know what we're seeing? I mean, not just in, in the younger generation of home buyers, but also in the younger generation of our staff, of our agents. One of one of the beautiful things that, I, and again, I've got kids that are in this age group, yeah. and so I'm probably a little more tenderhearted than, than a lot of my older friends that are like, oh, you know, these whippersnappers. <laughs> but what one of the beautiful things that I love about this younger generation is that they have a deep affection for their free time. Their time. Yes. Yes. And they're, they're willing to take less money for a better quality of life. Yeah. You know, they want a property that's easier to maintain for a better quality of life. They don't want to spend hours out on a lawnmower, you know, having to tend to fences and, you know, necessarily animal. And we do have some of that. But as a large majority, you know, they're looking to, you know, spend their time, you know, outside in their hobbies and doing things away from home, yeah. um, traveling or, or those types of things. And so they are tending more towards, you know, a lesser maintenance type of a of a property. But one of the one of the bigger things that I have noticed, I'm going to say, and, and this is this is definitely going to probably surprise a lot. Of, and I would say the demographic of this audience listening to this radio show is probably more our age, more yeah. mature. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that would really surprise a more mature audience is, you know, when we were growing up, the goal was to pay off your mortgage. Yes. You know, you, you bought a home and you stayed in the home and you paid off your mortgage as quickly and, as possible. And that was the American dream. It was. And that's not the case with the younger buyer. And honestly, I think a lot of them are, are really educating themselves as to the positive benefits of leverage. They're looking at rental properties and what does that mean for long term wealth building? You know, there maybe some of the TikToks and whatnot that they're watching and listening to are full of a lot of, you know, junk that's not necessarily great financial advice, yeah. but it is opening their eyes and getting their peaking their curiosity as to what all is out there as far as, you know, investing my money in in the real estate space, you know, not so much in a 401k or yeah. in stocks and bonds, but they're looking at the tangible asset of real estate. And there's nothing wrong with that, is there? Absolutely I mean, that's not. a that's a mentality that we were always taught is you had your 401k, you were investing in stocks, you're investing in bonds and, and so forth. But being invested in rental property is a mm-hmm. is a big deal going forward. And uh, and that's a, I mean, what is it? I, I had a gentleman told me many, many years ago, Randy, buy all the land you can. They're not making any more of it. They're not making any more of it. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a, that's a truth. And, and he said, you know, you'll have ebbs and flows, but mm-hmm. it'll always continue to, to increase in value. Yes. And I look back on that and I wish I wish I'd listened. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I didn't, but it's... Uh, you and me both. Well, and the beautiful thing is, is it doesn't have to be either or. Yeah. It can be and both. Yeah. And and that's, I think, what, what we're seeing with this younger generation. And I love it. I want them to be planting roots here. And, you know, it's one of the things that, that we talk about, you know, as civic leaders a lot is how do we keep our kids here? How do we get them working yes. here, staying here, putting those roots down? And that's a part of that journey. And, and it's an incredible, incredible honor to be a part of it for some. It is, absolutely. Amber, I still got a page and a half that we didn't even get to today. Uh, We'll have to do another show and talk about about, uh, some tips and pointers and things for uh, folks that, that's buying homes. So I, I appreciate you being on and uh, appreciate what you do for our community. Not only do you have your group here, but you're a big part with the chamber and, and being involved in our community and schools. So thank, thank you. you for doing all that. I appreciate you. Thanks, Randy. That's our show for this week. I hope you'll join us every weekend for today in Putnam County on all the Zimmer family of radio stations. I'm County Mayor Randy Porter. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend and may God continue to bless Putnam County. 
You've been listening to Today in Putnam County, hosted by Putnam County Mayor Randy Porter.